Hi, friends. My name is Chidema, also known as the Type A Hippie, and this is the Type A Hippie Podcast. She casts episode 60, and I'm on with a new friend, Katie Pruitt. She is the editor-in-chief, right? Yes. Yes. Of Ethical <laughs> Style Journal. I was like trying to figure out for my PR days. I'm like, what is she? Because there's, <laughs> there's like editor-in-large. Anyway, so she's the editor-in-chief of the new Ethical Style Journal, which is a pretty amazing compilation of like really beautiful layout. I was so impressed when I saw the digital copy. So Katie, welcome to the podcast. I'm really glad that you're here. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah, it's my pleasure. So tell us in your own words who you are. Well, um, I am just a normal Southern girl um, (laughs) from a Southern family. Um, But I've been living in San Antonio, Texas with my family for the past seven years. Um, I am a mom. Um, I have a two-year-old son and his name is Castle and I just adore him. Um, But when I'm not being mommy, I am doing running my own magazine, Ethical Style Journal, and it's been fantastic. It's been a journey, um, a, definitely a learning experience, um, but we, we love what we're doing. It's been, people have been in ethical fashion, have been in the industry, have been so great and so helpful, and everyone's just wanting to collaborate, and it's just nice to see um, this kind of growth that we're starting to see, and people starting to recognize the importance of shopping ethically. And so, yeah, I'm really passionate about that. That's kind of who I am these days. (laughs) It's just all about ethical style journal. (laughs) I love that. So what exactly, like help listeners understand what is ethical fashion and what is, what does it mean when you say you're shopping ethically or someone is shopping ethically? Right. I think, and, and the funny thing about it is I think people have a kind of a general idea of what it is, but then you'll see different kind of components to that um, ethical fashion. I see it as like a big kind of umbrella and there's a lot of little things underneath it. Um, When I say I'm shopping ethically, I'm looking at companies that uh, share my values, you know, how they manufacture their clothes. And and, in in the case uh, for me, I am vegan. So that's a very important part of it, but not just that it's vegan, that it's the, the the fabrics or the textiles are sustainable in that they don't use a lot of extra uh, additional resources. And because we've, we've all heard the more recently how vegan leather isn't necessarily the best alternative, but now you see Pina text, which is, or Pina text, however they prefer to say it, which is a, a, from pineapple, the fiber from pineapple leaves. And so it doesn't go to waste. And so when I think of ethical fashion, I think of people just, looking at companies and looking at their values, seeing what they stand for, what they have to say on the subject of sustainability and saying, okay, you know what, that's, that's where I am and I want to support this company. And sometimes that even just um, comes down to supporting the company because they support a cause that you're very passionate about. Um, there's a lot of different ways to define ethical fashion, but I think it's about being responsible, uh, being thoughtful in your production and, you know, considering the environmental impact um, and the social impact of what you're doing and and thinking about people, planted and animals. That's, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is the companies that I like and the brands that I like, they value people and also animals over profit. Um, And so that's really my kind of long slash short. (laughs) No, I, I love it. Yeah. I, 
Friends, I found out about Ethical Style Journal because many of you know I'm involved with Seiko Designs. And as a Seiko Fellow, we have access to our Seiko Fellow community. And so someone had posted that Ethical Style Journal was doing a Kickstarter campaign. And they were encouraging, and the person happened to be uh, a Texan, and they were encouraging us to support, you know, and I started to do some digging and um, was able to provide support in a way that worked for me at the time. And um, yeah, it was just really cool to flip through the digital copy of the magazine and see so many things. So for people that are vegan or people that are not vegan, there is something for you. Um, Right, right. And so where are you all at in terms of post Kickstarter campaign? What has that done and how was that for you? How was that process? And um, what did you land afterwards? Well, it, right now it has been it's starting to calm down a little bit. The first few weeks after the Kickstarter were they were insane. I mean, like we were dealing with the printer and I've been emailing back and forth with what paper and well, we should try this paper, this ink, and this will work better. And so it's all those little like specific little things, details that we've had to kind of um, manage, but um, just getting everyone's uh, information um, and, you know, for their gifts or their rewards and getting the magazine out. Um, But, you know, we've just learned so much about printing. It's a whole new animal. Like we've been doing the digital for, going on a year, well, a little, um, little under a year now, but, um, yeah, the printing side of things we've learned a lot and, but I'm excited because I feel that the response we've, we've seen a lot of growth, um, in terms of people subscribing, um, whether it be just signing up for our emails or even purchasing a digital copy, we've gotten such a huge response lately because now we're offering print. And I think that was something that was missing because it is something that's tangible. And there is there is something really special about, I think, magazines, specifically fashion magazines. I mean, it's an experience like no other. I mean, I've read Vogue for years. Um, <laughs> sure. And it's not because, not necessarily because I want to buy the fashion that's featured or sometimes it's a, a you know, a person um, that's. Lupita, I love her. So if she's on the cover, of course, I'm going to read it. Um, She's beautiful inside and out. Um, But I think we wanted to be able to provide a certain kind of experience to people. Um, And that was something that we didn't see in terms of we see a lot of, you know, there's tons of ethical and sustainable fashion blogs, and they're all fantastic. Um, But a magazine, specifically a printed one, just is just nothing like it. And, um, yeah, so we've just learned a lot about that and we've learned more about, I think our readers and what they expect from us. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been incredible. It's been a little crazy, but incredible. And yeah, now we're working on getting all of the print, um, we're getting our, our order back soon from the printer and we'll be sending those out, but we're also working on our fall and winter (laughs) issues. So it's kind of like juggling. It's, it's crazy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) Sure. So what is next? Like when you think about ethical style journal, what, you know, you're working on fall winter, anything else in addition to that right now, or what kind of can readers expect, you know, upcoming? Well, 
with the fall and winter issue, um, we've got a lot of things in the works that I don't, I want it to be a little bit of a surprise. Sure. But, um, yeah, there, I mean, I, right now, I think my train of thought is always like, how can we be better? How can we tap into connecting with our readers more? What do they want from us? What are they expecting? Because I think what I like about the magazine and one of the reasons why I started it was <clears throat> I love fashion. I never wanted to have to give up my own personal style when I made the switch to, you know, ethical, to shopping ethically. Um, so I want to provide something to people that is an alternative, but not really, I mean, it's different in terms of like what we, I would say the subject matter, but like if you want to read about a blogger that you really love and admire and you want to see her style in a way that is on a page of a magazine and you can really kind of dive into that and connect with that person. I, I just feel like we wanted to do that. Um, but I have some other things like I would love to be able to here in San Antonio um, host um, ethical fashion show. It would be great to be able to to do something. There's been talks of it. Um, there's a couple of groups that are starting to form and they've reached out to me and I'm sure you've met. Is it Rachel Kelly that you Rachel's great and she's one of the people that said yeah we should do a fashion show and I said yeah um, sign me up I would love to be a part of that um, I would love to I have a background in um, I studied film and digital media in college and so I'm very passionate about <laughs> sure. film and video and it's very, a very powerful tool and so I would love to be able to do some, you know, short films in the future, um, you know, maybe do some traveling to different factories, you know, and get to really get to see and take, take our readers behind the scenes and see how things are made. And so they really can start to feel a part of this story in a bigger way. So, um, and then I think um, with the fall and winter issue, I think we're, we're going to, we're coming up um, on our one year anniversary and mm -hmm. November. And I think we want to do something like a, and a, a huge celebration slash pop-up shop where people can um, come and shop some of their favorite pieces from the fall and winter issues, which I think will be cool because right now, if you see it, obviously for most people it's ordering online, but if you can come and try on the pieces or see, touch and feel them in person, that would be fun. And then have some food and, and also just let them, you know, interact with us on a, on a sure. personal level. Yeah. So those are the things, but I'm, I'm really interested in the fashion show and, and maybe doing like this kind of sort of factory tour. I know there's a couple of um, brands out in Los Angeles that have their own factory and I would love to be able to go and tour one because I hadn't been able to do that yet. So, and take my, and taking my camera with me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's, um, it is really cool. I had uh, Liz, uh, Fork and Bohannon on um, a couple weeks ago, and she is the founder of Sacred Designs. Um, and what's interesting, something that she mentioned is that, you know, with the higher level of fast fashion, I was reading an article, and I think it was Zara. So I'm not picking on Zara, but they're one of the culprits. Um, and the founder was really excited about how many pieces that they could turn around very quickly, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and the truth is, is that people are making these pieces. They're not robots. So it's not right. robotic. Right. Um, and so it takes time to make a piece, to cut a shirt, you know, to sew it together, um, to iron it, you know, or steam it so that it's ready for 
you know, it's post-production and ready for purchase. Um, but people are making them, you know, and that I think is what gets lost in translation when we have this insatiable desire for more and more and more that mm-hmm. cannot be quenched is that there are human lives making what we're wearing. And so the greater the disconnect, the greater it is that we are likely away from ethical fashion or making decisions ethically um, because we're just not that connected because it doesn't really matter who made what for me. I just want to make sure that I have something that I can wear and I have a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear, you know? Right. Um, So that idea of, you know, taking your camera and going behind the scenes and meeting the people who are making the pieces, Mm -hmm. I think would definitely be interesting to many people, um, especially as they're making a departure away from the fast fashion to the slow fashion. Right. I feel like, and I feel like, you know, this is a huge revolution, almost like the food revolution that we saw several years ago where people were kind of like, oh, I want to know where my food, like, you know, if I'm, if I'm wanting to buy chicken, obviously you go into the freezer section and you get chicken, but you know nothing about where it's coming from or, you know, what's in it. And so I think you're seeing the same thing. We, and we've been seeing it for a few years now um, in ethical fashion, people just crave that connection. Like I need to know, and and people deserve to know. And not only that, like you said, uh, that was a really great point that you made about that. These are not robots. Because I think sometimes there's such a disconnect that we just assume that there's some type of technology that's (laughs) come about that's making clothes. No, these are people, and we need to respect them as we respect ourselves, um, regardless to what part of the world they're located. They're human beings. Um, They have families. um, They have lives. And, you know, they deserve fair wages. They deserve the opportunity to pursue dreams. Um, And so that's one of the greatest things about ethical fashion and shopping brands that understand that is that you can support a new industry that respects these people and where they have an opportunity to better their lives and do more for their families and earn a living wage. It's a huge thing. And I'm, I'm, and that is a great thing about having a magazine or a platform like this is being able to take that story and tell it in many different ways and provide that connection to our, to our audience. So, yeah. So true. So, Thinking about how do people kind of get connected to ethical brands? How do they find information if they haven't yet found Ethical Style Journal? And um, what implications, if any, does like kind of the current administration or what's going on in terms of policy, if you're aware of any, um, could have an impact? Oh, well, ooh, that's a really good question. That's something I should look into. Um, the first part is um, I, in, I, when I started my ethical fashion journey, it sure. literally started for me trying to find a pair of boots that were somewhat affordable, but that everything said made in China from man-made materials. Okay, I don't know what that means, but I know about the stories we hear about factories um, <laughs> sure. that are not properly managed and maintained. And so I was like, okay, this isn't good. So I had to do, I spent a lot of time online, and this was now four and a half years ago. So sure. um, a lot has happened since then. There's tons of, even if you were to just Google sustainable fashion, you may get um, an article here and there in some of the mainstream publications, or you may, a, a blogger may pop up. Um, 
I certainly think that if you were to follow us, you would learn more about brands that we support. And the best thing about a lot of the brands that we feature is I personally shop those from those brands and I own a lot of their products. And so I can recommend them honestly. Um, and I, and that's something I want to stay true to even as we grow is like really knowing the quality of the product and how it's made and having a relationship with the designers and then asking them, do you have a relationship with your, who, you know, your manufacturers and, or the artisans, you know, I like to know that too, but, um, yeah, I just, um, lost my train of thought here. What was I saying? <laughs> you were saying having the relationship and that you feel really good because you actually shop the brands that you all recommend and yes, you're, yes, yes. and there's a connection there so that you can feel good about. Right. Can, right. And, and so people can always um, follow us on, you know, social media to learn more. They can sign up. We're going to be doing a monthly newsletter uh, pretty soon, just kind of like hitting some real quick points um, for people and intro hopefully introducing some new brands that may, maybe we didn't, we missed in our, um, if, if our issues already come out and we didn't get to highlight that brand. Um, so, yeah, but I'm also a huge fan of Good On You which is an app. Have you heard mm -hmm. of this? Yeah, through yes. you. Through you like, all. Oh, yay, thank you. Um, I'm, I, I use that. Um, and I was telling my husband the other day, who's also managing editor, <laughs> is I like good on you because I used to literally spend so much, and I still do, I still have to dig um, so much time researching before I decide to introduce a brand or a company um, or even a, an individual. Um, I would spend so much time reading about them, emailing them to learn more. And good on you is just, I think, for the, like, even for the people you said are just jumping into it and don't really know where to start, download the app. And if you want to know about a, a store or a brand that you are currently shopping, it'll tell you. It rates them um, based on a few different criteria, but I think it's pretty honest. And I, that's what I like most about it. It's honest, but it's not, it's not coming from a place of down talking anyone. It's just like, you know what, they can do better and here's where they can improve. Um, so yeah, good on you is a good way to look up brands um, that you're interested in knowing more about their ethics and their practices. Um, so it's easy. As far as the current administration goes, um, and, and I'm not familiar with any um, legislation that is, I guess, um, sure. specifically tied to ethical fashion. Um, I know it's kind of hard to comment on the current administration because I feel like every other day there's something quite insane <laughs> that's happening sure. and I'm just like, what, what, what's going on? Um, I think that we need to be thinking ourselves about the power that we do have sure. um, in of voting with our dollars yeah. um, and, and being more conscious about who and what we support in that yeah. way. Um, yeah. Because I think we have a little bit more power in that than we realize. Um, and so to that end, I think, I think I know speaking for myself and quite a few of my friends and family and, and, and even um, colleagues or people that are working in the ethical fashion industry, we kind of saw some things that was in this last um election that was just pretty disheartening and, and, and gross and we yeah. realized you know what it gets kind of crazy with these folks so let's try to take as consumers what can we do sure um let's 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 think about the power of the dollar 
it's 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 very powerful and um shopping with people and, and supporting people small businesses and even u.s um, manufacturing is huge i know that um, mr trump said he was going to bring jobs back to america um and i don't want to <laughs> get too much into it maybe um but it's just uh, outsourcing is such a big big thing for a lot of these really really rich people and that's how they've made their that's how they've made their, their sure. money and don't always buy that um but yeah bringing it back to us we have the power to do that and if you're not shopping or supporting local businesses or u.s um based businesses um then make sure to look for um companies that that focus on fair trade and making sure, sure that paid fair wages and um, yeah, I just think, yeah, that's, that's to that. That's probably all I can speak to today. Yeah. But no, that's, are that's you, true. Go ahead. I was going to say, are you familiar with any like legislation or anything that could. Sure. Impact? Not necessarily legislation. I know that the AGOA, um, the agreement between the U S and the continent of Africa, um, there was some question about that and how we can do trade between the U.S. and Africa, which obviously right. had an impact on Seiko Designs, right? Because um, right. our workers, our team is in Uganda, and we have also some teams in Ethiopia and Kenya. And so there was kind of some talk of how we as Americans can donate like old T-shirts and stuff like it's okay for us to kind of drop this crap essentially um, in other countries, but it was going to impact how, which, which impacts um, in a detrimental way, local economies to your point, um, because if there are artists or if there are people in the fashion industry attempting to get lines off the ground or um, get started in a sustainable um, business model and we're influxing we're you know providing cheap or no cost alternatives mm -hmm. to kind of influx um their economy it's not helpful to them in right. fact it hinders them you know um right so that's the major one that i'm familiar with um but I agree with what you're saying about we really need to do our best to vote with our dollars. And I thought about that when I watched The True Cost. Mm -hmm. um, and I was floored and not in a good way that number one is the oil industry that's detrimental to the environment. Number two is the fashion industry. So me isn't even in the top two. Um, and I understand that people are you know, concerned about that as well. And fashion, stuff that we all have, like, we all need to wear clothes, generally speaking. What you do in your own home, totally on you. <laughs> I am unconcerned with that. But typically in this society, people are clothed when they leave the house. And right. so where we're purchasing these clothes, what these companies stand for, um... Sorry. And no worries, no worries. Um, and you know how we kind of have an interaction with and relationship with. I was so 
saddened to hear that a factory collapsed in Bangladesh and 1,100 plus people were killed. And really, the way I look at it is that's murder because the owner of the building knew that this this um, space was not safe. Mm-hmm. And yet it was more about making, having more people in the space so that they can, you know, make more clothing so that that clothing can get sent to the UK and the US right. so that there's more money, you know, and you mentioned people and animals and environment over profits. And so many people are choosing profits over everything. And someone had said that people in um, Bangladesh were making $3, three American dollars a day for a day's work. And they asked an executive in the fashion industry, I wish I knew her name to put her on blast. And they said, uh, do you think that this is acceptable? And she said, well, at least they're making $3 a day. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. You know, and this is one of the criticisms I have with us as Americans. It's like, well, there's not an at least. Like, this is a very simple question, and it's not acceptable, really. Um, you know, so, you know, taking time and a step away from what we're doing to just kind of evaluate where we are is incredibly important. So you mentioned the Good On You. Is that the name of the app? Okay. Yeah. So that app and um, you all are, is the digital version available for purchase on the website? Yes. Okay. Yes. The digital uh, version, uh, they could get right away. Um, the print, they can pre-order a uh, week. It's a limited edition, limited edition. So we don't sure. have a whole lot of copies. Um, but yeah, they can definitely, um, still order a print, um, copy of our summer issue. And also they could go to our website and subscribe, um, for our newsletter or for our emails, updates and such, um, to stay in the loop. But awesome. yeah, there, and I'm, I'm so happy we talked about this. I feel so good because it can be, it can be a really scary thing when you're new to this and you're talking about ethical and sustainable fashion and it's starting to really blow up, but it's still kind of new in a lot of ways. And so sure. it's nice to have friends who are, you know, a part of this and we're forming a community here. And so I'm really excited about that and having that support. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so how do people reach out to you, Katie? Like, how, what's um, the Instagram handle that you all have, Facebook, or Ethical Style Journal, and your business email, or the yes. info, I think, is something. Yes. Info. Um, we get a lot of emails from, we get fan mail. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> it's so great to get fan mail. But we get a lot of um, emails um, at team at ethicalstylejournal.com. You can always send me a personal note if you'd like, and that would be at katie at ethicalstylejournal.com. Um, do you want me to also give the Instagram? Yeah, I would love okay. to. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram at ethicalstylejournal, and then Facebook would be slash ethicalstylejournal, um, awesome. or facebook.com slash ethicalstylejournal. Um, but yeah, we, we, get some, we, we get a lot of emails, and we're always really looking... Um, forward to submissions. I don't know, people, we hadn't really put it out there. It just kind of started it happening, but people will email us and say, hey, I have a great idea. Pitch an article I want to want to share with you guys. And we figure out like, okay, we don't have it for this particular issue, but maybe we can hang on to it for later. And um, so that's great. I love getting submissions, article submissions from people, or even just pitching an idea for a story is great too. Awesome. 
Cool. So yeah. is, there, yeah. is there anything else that you want to share with listeners? Anything that we haven't covered? Well, I mean, I think we covered as much as I, and I know y'all heard my baby in the background. He's, he's <laughs> crying for me. He's <laughs> sorry about that. So my time may be coming to an end, but no, I just, I, I mean, we're really passionate about what we're doing. And, you know, the idea is to, with our magazine is to inspire our readers to shop more consciously. And I realized that, and I, for myself, that sometimes that just means not shopping at all. Maybe just, making what you have in your closet work. Um, and that is another component to what we do is, you know, giving um, style inspiration. So maybe there's something in the magazine that's new and it's cute, but maybe you have something already very similar to that in your closet and you can get some inspiration for how to style it in a different way. Um, I'm really passionate about that because I don't, always, and me personally, I just don't, if we're, if I'm being honest here, ethical fashion is making that switch can be, a little bit costly. It can be expensive, um, especially if you're used to, you know, buying, like you said, quick items or running into Zara and getting a pair of jeans. Um, yeah, it can be, it's, 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 it's not just, it's, it's a, it's a mind shift. It's a, it's a mentality. You have to shift your mentality to, to see the value in uh, shopping that way because it costs a little bit more. Um, but that also means that maybe you buy less, which is good too. Um, and by quality. And so I don't think people realize that a lot of times is I never wanted to come across like we're just pushing more things out there on you in terms of fashion, like, oh, look at these new shoes or look at this new handbag. No, no, no. A lot of it is just to serve as inspiration. And if you're in the market for a new, like I needed a new backpack recently, then I went to a company and I found a company that I liked and I liked what they had to say and I liked how they um, produced their bags and I was happy to shop with them and get a new bag. <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of the, the newest thing I wanted people to know about us is, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I I stopped, sh I haven't bought clothes in a little over two and a half years. Um, I've, I've cashed in gift cards, um, mm -hmm. but I haven't paid money for clothes. Um, I have gotten plenty of Seiko <laughs> over the last couple months. Um <laughs> But to your point, I know that these goods are going to last longer right. and I feel comfortable with how they're made, the materials that were used. Right. And um, yeah, no one is asking you all friends to jump into anything, you know, just as it might take time to start eating differently or start moving your body. This is a lifestyle. And so as long as you have breath, there's opportunity for growth in so right. many different arenas, you know, it doesn't have to get done today. Like all of it get done today. And part of it, like Katie said, is that, I mean, I would say maybe an eighth of what's in my closet in terms of accessories, shoes, um, like handbags, clothes, maybe an eighth is ethical. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not going to like me cleaning out my closet and tossing everything is contributing to the madness also, right. you know? Right. So wearing stuff until it wears out and then replacing it with something that I feel more comfortable with at this point mm -hmm. in my life makes right. more sense than just doing an overhaul. Um, you know, so 
to your point, it's like, do what you can today and then go to bed, feel good about that and then do what you can tomorrow. And that might look different for so many different people. So just honor yourself and where you are. So thank you so much for sharing your insight and your journey with us. Um, I'm really grateful that you agreed to come on. Yes, absolutely. It's been great. Cool. So let's see. I'm going to flip friends and pick a couple of stories. Um, Ones that we haven't read before. Let's see. Let's see. So this is Humans of New York. Um, Love those stories. Right? Yes. I love them too. So there's a guy and he's wrapped up in a lot of different like throws and blankets. And it says, I have 10 cats. They live outside and I've been protecting them for seven years. And then two girls and it says Paige passed me the puck and I scored a goal. Um, and then these other girls, I like these girls. They all seem pretty badass. So these young girls that are lacrosse players and it says the team lost 11 to two. And then they're asked whose fault was it? Definitely not ours. They never put us in the game. So there you have it. So you get to put yourself in the game y'all and kind of find out where you land with ethical fashion and how you want to start. And every journey is different. You know, it's unique, just like we each are. So that's the awesome thing. So definitely check out the app that Katie suggested and um, check out ethicalstylejournal.com. It will have all of their ways to connect with them, all the ways. Um, And thanks again. So glad you were able to come on. All right. So I honor the place within you where the entire universe resides. I honor the place within you of love, of light, of truth, of peace. I honor the place within you where when you are in that place in you and I am in that place in me, there's only one of us. So friends, thank you so much for your love and support with the Type A Hippie podcast. This is Cheekast episode 60. I hope you listen to it, like it, review it. Let me know your thoughts. Um, until next time, have a gratitude filled day. My name is Chidima. Namaste. Namaste. Thanks.